Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Panthers Insider, a Christmas Eve edition. And it is a cold one outside. It's popping in this morning, a little minus two. Registered on my uh, car thermometer, so it's, uh, it's a cold one out there. And I want to start today's show by sharing condolences to the Harris family and, and the tragic loss of Franco Harris. Obviously, tonight's Steelers game happening on the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. And, um, you know, his passing earlier this week was certainly unexpected, but will make for, a, a, I'm sure, an emotional tribute tonight. Franco embodied so much that was great about the city of Pittsburgh, and he was uh, he was everywhere and everything and, and seemingly bigger than life. And uh, for him not to be there, for his jersey to be retired, is it's it's hard to explain, hard to, to understand, but but was likely supposed to happen that way for for some reason these things I talking about you know the, these you kind of act of acts of God that you can't quite understand why they happen but um, it's going to make the the tribute to Franco and, and the Immaculate reception all the more meaningful and again just want to send condolences to to his family and uh, to all of those Steelers fans out there that adore him because he he means so much to this city and and he was at a lot of pit events despite his Penn State ties, and I'll never forget him announcing Kenny Pickett as the Steelers' first-round pick last year. So um, R.I.P. to Franco, and I hope they give a fitting tribute to, to Franco tonight on the field as well. It'll be a cold one. Kenny Pickett back to start for the Steelers tonight against the Los, An- excuse me, Las Vegas Raiders in Acrisure Stadium. It'll be a blustery, cold night, but, but a night uh, for the Steelers to, to get closer to that 500 mark. Uh, today... Got a great show for you. Obviously, it's Christmas Eve. This week was not NIL week. It was NLI, National Letter of Intent Day, was on Wednesday. The Pitt Panthers signed 22 new football players to their roster. And we'll talk to one of them today. We're going to talk to former Pine Richland, former Notre Dame, and Boston College quarterback Phil Dracovic. We'll join the show at around 825. We'll talk to Phil about his circuitous route back to Pittsburgh, the opportunity to play for a team he grew up rooting for, uh, at the University of Pittsburgh, and for his former offensive coordinator at BC, Frank Signetti. I'm really excited about Phil and a lot of these guys, and we'll talk through that signing class here in this first segment. Take your calls to 412-928-9370. Getting up on Christmas Eve, probably have some holiday party plans today, maybe some last-minute shopping running around. Give me a call, 412-928-9370. I'm willing to talk about anything today, um, short of things that are inappropriate, so... Feel free to ring me up. I know there's at least one person that said they were going to call it's from somewhere up in Ford City, so I expect that one to come through. And you know who I'm, you know who you are. I, I'm, I'm talking to you. Um, and then we're going to talk to Jeff Capel later in the show. 8:45. Talk to Pittman's basketball head coach Jeff Capel. Has his team at nine and four. Has his team playing really good basketball. Fun to watch uh, them play, and the the poise and patience with which they picked apart the Syracuse zone earlier this week to get to 2-0 in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're atop the standings. They're right there. And again, 9-4 and four after a very difficult start to the season, uh, both from a performance st- standpoint but also from a scheduling standpoint. You know, played three power fives early in, early in the year, uh, obviously played in, a, in an MTE tournament and took a loss to VCU in addition to losing to Michigan in a rather lopsided fashion. Uh, but really off to a – just a tremendous middle of the the non-conference schedule through the beginning of conference play and 
you know, if it not were not for a, a a foul and two foul shots at the end of the Vanderbilt game, you're looking at a ten and three record in a team that's playing as good as anybody in the ACC right now. They've got a little bit of a a respite before they they take on North Carolina next Friday at the Peterson Event Center. There'll be a noon tip at the Peterson Event Center. I encourage you to get to that game. Uh, I'll be in El Paso calling the the Sun Bowl with the Panthers taking on UCLA. That game's at two o'clock Eastern time. So what the Panthers will do at, at the Peterson Event Center is for anyone that comes to the game, there'll be a game watch afterwards. They've got a lot of stuff organized. You can find more information on the game watch at pittsburghpanthers.com. But most importantly, get out there to support this basketball team. I, I think this is a team that's going to continue to improve. Hopeful that we'll see John Hughley get back to his normal self and uh, and really add to that roster. But right now what they're, what they're getting from Federico Federico at the center position is pretty darn impressive. Pretty darn impressive. Let's talk about though signing day, and we're we're about we're a week out, a little over under a week out from the Panthers taking on the UCLA Bruins in the Sun Bowl. But practice was going on this week. Three really good practices for the Panthers. Um, but signing day was on was on Wednesday, and it was a uh, I think a productive day. It's a hectic time. We've talked about it on this show weekly. We've talked about the transfer portal and how to navigate the transfer portal, that combined with, with NIL, name, image, and likeness, how that has created a, a bit of a vortex in, in college football. But Pat Narduzzi and his staff, have, they've won with relationships and development, and they seem to be doing that again. And, and, and the portal, you know, we'll start there, uh, you know, really two great acquisitions, three great acquisitions, two of which are, are coming back home. And we're going to talk to Phil Dracovic here at 825, but – Really, really excited for Phil to, to be in a pit uniform. Obviously, we followed his journey. We saw what an excellent high school player he was at Pine Richland for Coach Eric Kasparowicz. And Casper did a great job with Phil. Was one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And you know, took his talents to South Bend. Didn't work out for him there. Ended up transferring to Boston College where he played for Frank Signetti for two of his three seasons at BC. And just, you know, his last season, just fraught with injuries, didn't get the protection he probably needed, and took an opportunity to grad transfer. And with the stars aligning at Pitt, with Keaton Slovis moving on, it's a, you know, reunited with Frank Signetti and brought back home um, to the city of Pittsburgh and the University of Pittsburgh. And, and talking to people around him, know how excited he is to, to be in a Pitt uniform. But I'm excited for what he's going to bring to this team. He brings a toughness. He brings an ability to run. You know, this became this pit team became a running football team last year. They started with the foundation of running the football. That's what Frank Signetti Jr. wants to do. But with Phil, that adds a whole other element to that. Uh, he's, he's certainly a big guy, but he's extremely mobile. He's tough. He'll make hard yards. He can extend plays. He can throw the deep ball, which the Panthers want to throw play action. I think he checks a lot of boxes. And most importantly, his experience level and his his leadership capabilities are just that's what this team really needs and that's not a slight against anybody else we heard Pat Narduzzi talk about it it's it's just to each his own but I think this team this offense was looking for a leader last year and Israel Abanacanda was the performance leader for sure but you need more from that quarterback position from a, a vocality standpoint from a emotion standpoint not necessarily have to be a rah-rah guy but go out there and and lead your football team. And 
I expect Phil to compete to do that with, I think, a quarterback room that's been flipped in a good way. And, again, nothing nothing disparaging against any other player that was in that room last year. I think Nate Yarnell's got a bright future. And Nick Patty, we know, is going to move on and move on with his life's work, as Chuck Knoll would say. But I'm hoping for one last great performance from Nick here in a week in, in El Paso. Uh, but to add Christian Valu as well, I mean, ton of credit to Frank Signetti and John DiBiaso, the whole recruiting staff, Coach Narduzzi, for – for picking up, I think, a quality, quality competitor in Christian Valu from Penn State. Uh, he's a guy who started a game there. He's played in spot duty. Uh, he's from Canada, so his recruiting was was certainly different. You know, he did not have a senior year in Canada due to COVID. So he kind of flew under the radar a little bit, but wound up in Happy Valley. And if you watch his clips, you watch that Rutgers game from t- 2021 last season. He makes some plays, man. I mean, he makes some plays out of the pocket. He's able to run the ball and insanely accurate with a really, really quick release that comes alive. Um, he's going to certainly compete with Phil, in my opinion, and he's going to bring incredible depth. And the best thing about him, in addition to his talents and his mindset, he has three years. So this was a quarterback room that had Keaton Slovis with two years, Nick Patty with one, maybe two years, and then a huge gap. Derek Kyler had a year, only was a one and done, and a huge gap to Nate Yarnell. Now you start to have some depth to that quarterback room. You start to you start to kind of you know, build the stair step of, of kind of the hierarchy. Uh, still going to be a competition this spring, no doubt. And Phil's got to earn every snap he gets, and I believe he will. But um, what a job, you know, making that room, you know, turning that room into, into a strength on this offense. And then the last transfer, Donovan McMillan. Uh, I, I'm I'm excited about Donovan coming back. Obviously, we know Brandon Hill is going to go to the NFL. Eric Hallett's announced he's going to play in the bowl game and go to the NFL. Donovan spent the past few years at, at Florida, University of Florida. Obviously, Hale's from Peters Township. But he's a bigger safety that can play in the box. He can really run. Um, great to have him back home in Pittsburgh because that's a position certainly where there's a lot of young talent. Javon McIntyre, P.J. O'Brien, Steph Hall from – from Central Valley. I mean, they, there are there's talent at that position, but to add a add a you know veteran presence, in addition to to Jordan Bass, who by all accounts is one of the best players in this recruiting class, that safety position also uh, also takes on a little bit of a new shape. You know, McMillan's six two, Jordan Bass is six four, so you know whether or not they play in and out of the box and what that looks like from a deployment standpoint, it's still a really really good room that got better. And credit to Corey Sanders for for identifying you know those those couple prospects. And again, I, I'm excited about what McMillan brings. Just you, you love that hometown vibe. You love that hometown vibe. And excited about you know this recruiting class for Pat Narduzzi. It's been detailed. Pat went through every single guy last week, and uh, you know in, in elongated fashion. But some of the highlights. I, I, I mean, I think you look at you know continuing to bring great secondary players in. I think between Jordan Bass and Shadarian Harrison. You've got two long, rangy, uh, NFL-bodied defensive backs. And th- this pit is slowly turning into a school that just annually produces really good DBs. I think part of it is how they recruit and develop, certainly the techniques and fundamentals, but also it's the style of play. I mean, the way they play defense, you are on an island. You are in a position where you have got to go mano y mano in most circumstances. Certainly they – they mix up coverages on third down, but man, 
this is an, another group of a crop of DBs that are really going to be going to be special. Uh, you look up front; they, they've done a really good job. I think securing some some interior guys. Isaiah Neal from Baltimore is or DC area, excuse me, is is one four star player by all accounts. Um, again, one of those guys that would probably qualify as undersized. You know, Kalijah Cansey, Aaron Donald. You hate to to put those expectations, but that's the that's the standard uh, for for Pitt defensive linemen. Man, I, I I love that group. Brought in some big offensive linemen. I think Dave Borberly has done an underrated job in development and stockpiling depth and talent at the offensive line position. We're going to see that this year. We're going to see the Branson Taylors and the Ryan Bears get in there and play alongside Mack and Salvis and, and otherwise. But um, the couple bodies they, they, they brought in, a couple big body, rangy guys, Coretta, Tyree, um, I, I, like their, I like their potential. And they've built a situation, Dave Warbley has, where they can develop over a year or so. And and that's that's to their advantage, certainly. Ty Diefenbach, another quarterback. Brought in from California. Raw, long, athletic, played some receiver, really good basketball player, can hoop. And um watch this kid's film. I think I think they found a really, really good player, diamond in the rough in Ty Diefenbach, who will be afforded the opportunity to develop, but he will compete. He'll be here this spring. So uh, love the quarterback room, and then obviously taking five receivers, four or five receivers. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. Um, much needed. Um, certainly it's a room that that um, was hurt last year when Jordan Addison left, didn't live up to I think some of the transfers with Kanate Mumfield and Bub Means. They're only sophomores. They've got to develop. They're going to take a step this spring. I expect big things from them. We don't know. You know, Jared Wayne's got certainly – you know, to play the bowl game, and, and we'll, we'll see what he elects to do. Would love to have him back in Pittsburgh to, to become the all-time leading receiver in Pitt history. But his clock is his clock has um, got one year left, so we'll see what he, what he chooses to exercise there. Um, but would love to have him back in Pittsburgh. But to add Kenny Johnson and Lamar Seymour and Zion Fowler, um, Israel Polk from California, I'm probably missing one, but they, they did a, a really good job finding some young, competitive-ready talent at that position, speed. I think that's probably the biggest thing when you look at Lamar Seymour, Israel Polk, speed, catchability. Zion Fowler and, and Kenny Johnson are both great hands catchers. Um, love love that position. And the recruiting class isn't over. Obviously, I, I haven't touched on every single guy, but this is just a signing period, and it goes through the traditional signing day through to February, so – there will be more news to come from for sure. But the most notable signee, and a guy we'll talk to next, uh, a total stud, a Pittsburgh guy, and, and a guy that I am so excited to see wearing wearing blue and gold. I'm going to ask him some some questions about his childhood, looking up and watching pit games. He told me he watched me. I, I hope he didn't model anything after me. Um, but I'm going to ask him what number he's going to wear. That'll be interesting. Uh, in Pittsburgh, does he want to change it up? Uh, Phil Dracovic will join the show next. You're listening to Panthers Insider. On 93.7 The Fan. Welcome back to Panthers Insider Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan Christmas Eve edition. Respectful of this this young man making time for me on Christmas, Phil Jakovic joins the show. Phil, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. Merry Christmas Eve. How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing good. Merry Christmas, man. So this one, this year's different. You get to come back home for Christmas and then you stay home. How's that feel? Oh, it's great. Just being back, I'm going to see a bunch of family today and tomorrow. I'm fired up. 
And then you get to work. I know the team will be in El. I'll be in El Paso next week for the Sun Bowl, and I'm sure you'll get back to training. But ha- what's this mean for you? I mean, obviously it's been a it's been a circuitous route, I mean, Notre Dame, BC. But to play your last year at Pitt, what does that mean to you as a kid that grew up as a Pitt fan? It means a ton. I grew up I grew up watching you and watching uh, the Pitt teams as a little kid uh, going to some games. So. It means the world to me that I'm able to, to play in this city, my hometown, and give back to it. You talk about we're talking to Phil Dracovic, pick quarterback. You know, how much does, does Frank Signetti, I know I played two years for Frank, but, but how much did that factor into your decision to go to BC? And then how, how comfortable does that make this return to Pitt for you? A lot. It, it was a huge factor. And it, uh, going into the portal, there's not a, ton of coaches that I really have a relationship with out there and coaching Nettie, um, he's the man. He, he was great um, through all the time at BC. He helped me out a ton. And so that that's a huge factor. And um, it's it just, it's really exciting. I was wondering what you thought of coaching Nettie in your past, um, having played with him or under him. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I see you turning the table on I me. Mean, I like it. He's uh you know, I, 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 it's awesome for me. It's kind of you know going back in time. Obviously, I played for Sig from two thousand two thousand nine and ten, so it's a long time ago. But you know, it's been you know twelve, thirteen years. But you know, the the sayings are still the same. I, I sit in those meetings sometimes and, and are out in the field, and um, it it feels like I'm back out there playing. But you know, you know how detailed he is and the the pro level of preparedness that you get. Um, you know, it's just. It's different. There's there's a lot in college football that's, yeah, I wouldn't say gimmicky, but it's it's not pro football, and 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 Frank brings that, and that's that's why I think you know quarterbacks should be rushing to play for him, um, because it it really does get you ready for that next level, and and that's what I wanted to ask you, you know, this is um that people are going to compare because it's Pitt, right? You know, Kenny came back for his last year and had a breakout year and became a first round draft pick, and obviously. That's the goal. For, that's the goal for everybody, and it certainly would be the goal for you. But, but how is this kind of an all chips in? You know, leave nothing to chance. I'm going to throw it all out there type of year for you. Definitely, I have one more year of eligibility, and so it's a make it or break it type of year. And uh, I'm I'm trying to put my all into it. I think uh, through all my experience being at a couple of schools from high school. Knowing people around here, I'm just going to try to to use as many resources as possible to do my best. What are some of the things as you, you know, obviously you've you've played a lot of football, Phil. Um, what are some of the things that that you're looking to improve upon most going into this season and, and throughout this season? Well, I have uh, experience with coaching Nettie's offense. So the way that he does it is, uh, you know. He'll basically come into a school and he lets the quarterbacks, lets those people come up with the terms, the new terms. But it's the same uh, concepts, really. And these concepts have been around. They're tried and, and true. Um, so I really I want to have a mastery of the offense, be at a whole different level where I can see blitzes, see the coverage, really that, um, be able to dissect the defense. So I want to get to that point. I think I'm... I really know football, but I want to be able to just have a mastery over the offense and um, just 
completion percentage, I think, would be a huge thing too. Just I want to, I want to complete a lot of passes and, and have a very very high completion percentage. Phil, you know, one thing I want to ask you, talking to Phil Jerkovic, pick quarterback, I'm going to wrap up with you quick. I know you got you got busy Christmas Eve um, plans. Talk about yourself as a runner because, you know, that was something that Pitt, you know, watching, calling all the games last year, you know, the, the ability to extend plays, the ability to become a design runner, how much is that a part of your game? I think it's a big part, and it's a, it's a problem for defenses. Whenever I came in, uh, to Boston College and I was with Coach Ignetti, he really tries to train the quarterback as a thrower. You're a passer first, and it doesn't really work out to be a runner. But I, he recognizes that I can make plays with my legs. There's certain things that happen in the game that you can't really show in practice. But um, at times I've run more than more than at other times, but uh, I think that's just that's a big part of the game that you have to be able to, to kill a defense if they're going to give you that. Last one for you, Phil. You know you, you've you've played a lot of football, but yeah, you, you haven't won a championship in college. I know you you have plenty of, you got plenty of rings and trophies from high school. Um, what would that mean to lead Pitt to an ACC championship next year? Yeah, it would mean everything. That's the goal. That's. That's the goal, and Pitt was there a couple years ago. They're primed for it, so I'm just coming in trying to give everything I have uh, for that goal. You know, that, that's that's what everybody, Coach Narduzzi, Coach Ignati, everybody's aiming for, and I think we've got a good shot at it. Well, Phil, we appreciate you making time this morning, man. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas. Thank you. There goes Phil Dracovic. Cool as a cucumber. He's a he's a great kid. I remember meeting him in high school at a practice, and he was big then. I'm sure. I think they call him Baby Ben. I didn't ask him about the number thing. I think he should wear seven. That's my just. That's what I'm saying. I think he should wear seven. Go with that Baby Ben mentality. Try to channel that Pittsburgh energy. That's just my recommendation. I'm excited to watch him compete and play. Um, like I said, I think he brings some things to that room that it hasn't had. I think Christian Valu brings great depth. I think having Christian and how good I know that Frank Signetti and, and John DiBiasso, who's effectively the quarterback's coach, feel about Christian, it, it frees you up with Phil in terms of running him, in my opinion. You know, it's it's for so many years at Pitt, and, and last year probably was the only one that wasn't like that just because Kenny was so – you wanted to protect Kenny so much, and he had had some injuries, and – we saw kind of a precipitous drop off when Kenny would leave the game or miss a game, and you were almost hold your breath when Kenny would run. I feel like with Phil and having Christian, um, it's just you, you can kind of you're not going to throw caution to the wind, but you can you don't have to be fearful of of what could happen. Um, certainly, you know the quarterback position is important, and, and Phil is important, but his ability to run. I think adds a whole other element to this offense that's going to make it exciting to watch but hard to game plan for. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing seeing it evolve in spring ball. I know how, how SIG works. It'll be interesting to see how this thing comes together, but really excited for that young man and and what's to come for him uh, this, this spring, this summer, and, and certainly this fall for a special, special senior season. That was Phil Dracovic, kind enough to join the show. And our next guest will be Pitt head men's basketball coach Jeff Capel. And we're going to talk a little hoops here 
leading into the break. And, and before we bring Coach Capel on board, give me a call, 412-928-9370. Talking a little bit of pit hoops here for the next five minutes or so, and then we'll we'll hit a break and come back with, with Coach Capel for our final segment before Christmas. But, you know, I, I found myself – I wasn't in Syracuse on – this week watching the game, but I was watching the game on TV. And this team obviously had a, had a tough start to the year. It, it wasn't what anyone wanted. Games got away from them in the second half. Um, they, they seemed they seemed unconnected early. The, you, there was a bunch of new guys, right? You, you look at the starting lineup, for instance, and we'll, for, for right now we'll keep John Hughley out of the starting lineup because he, he did not start the last game he played and, and is, is trying to work his way back coming off of an injury. But you look at that starting lineup, Nellie Cummings, Jamarius Burton, he's been here. So Nellie Cummings is new. Greg Elliott is new. Blake Henson is new. And Federico Federico is new. The only, you know, veteran returning player is Jamarius Burton. When Hughley's in the lineup, he's in there. Nike Sabandi's been coming off the bench. And he's he's been a spark for this team. I love him coming off the bench because of his defense and ability to run and shoot. But you look at that starting lineup and – yeah, it's all good in practice, but kind of get hit in the mouth early in the year, and you wonder where this team's going to go. And they've gone nowhere but up. If you look at their last uh, 10 games, let's say nine games, <laughs> only losses by one point on the road at Vanderbilt. And I thought Cummings had a, a game-winning shot there. Certainly, I was, I was wishing for it. But that's the only – Loss and they just didn't rebound well enough in that game. Too many second chance opportunities for Vanderbilt. They've shot the ball at an incredibly high clip, which was something they did not do a year ago, or the year before that, or the year before that, or the year before that. They're defending better. They're rebounding well. And the thing that jumped off the page to me, and I want to talk to Coach Capel about, is how the ball moves for this team. And I thought it was on great display against Syracuse in that zone. You know how important it is. You watch the old Jamie Dixon teams work the ball into the three-throw line to Nasir Robinson or, or whomever and let them kind of work. Well, Henson kind of fit that that position. But but the way they worked it around, skip passes, making the extra pass, how they play in transition, the unselfishness, the unselfishness with which they play. Um, I, I see this being a team that's going to be incredibly competitive in the ACC. If they can get John Hughley back, to be that force down low and to, to rebound like we know he can, in addition to having Federico Federico, a, another big guy, and the Twins that can come in and certainly give you length. This team's deep. They're talented. They're skilled. And I love the way they've pieced this roster together. I, mean, I think it's going to be an exciting one to watch this year. If you look at the you know going 2-0 and to start in the ACC, you um, – you have the opportunity now. You're 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 two games up on where you need to get to, and if you can finish 500 or better in the ACC, make a little run in the ACC tournament, all of a sudden you're looking at 20 wins. You're looking at 20 wins. You're looking at a postseason berth, which is something this program hasn't had in a long time. We're not going to get ahead of ourselves, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of games to play, starting with North Carolina next week, Friday noon tip at the Peterson Event Center. Big game for the Panthers will be a should be a great day for, for basketball and then stay, hang out in the Pete afterwards, enjoy the some of the new amenities in the Peterson Event Center and watch the football game, watch the bowl game. But that's a big one. And this is a team that when Pitt last played North Carolina, they beat them handily in Chapel Hill. 
This will be a North Carolina team that remembers that. And Armando Baycott's back and playing at a high level. But I like this Pitt team. And I think it's going to be a fun winner. And I implore you to get to these games. It's one of the things that, that has been a challenge, I think, and got to be rebuilt is the is getting butts in seats at the Peterson Event Center. It's so important for the for the players. I think this is a team worth giving a chance. It's so important for them to have that support. It's tough over the winter, over the holiday break too, because the students aren't there. So if you can, if you got friends, kids are home from college, you got kids over at the house running around, take them to the Pete next Friday. Noon tip, Pitt, North Carolina. We'll be joined by Jeff Capel next. You're listening to Panthers Insider, as always, on 93.7 The Fan. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, Panthers Insider, wrapping things up, but doing it in style with Pitt men's basketball head coach Jeff Capel. Coach Capel, good morning. PB, what's happening, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry Christmas to you and all the listeners. So, you guys are a little bit of a break here, obviously, for, for the holiday you wrapped up non-conference play. What's the one thing you're most you're most happy with with your team in this first part of the season? Well, I think how we've responded to adversity. Um, you know, we got off to a tough start. We lost those three games in a row, but we were able to regroup uh, and figure out how to start winning. Um, you know, winning's difficult. It doesn't just happen. And our guys have you know continued to work and to and to come with a great attitude every day, and we've gotten better. I'm proud of how we've shared the basketball um, and how this team has come together, um, and it really looks like we're playing for each other. If I would tell you, and you, and you guys obviously did a heck of a job in the offseason navigating the portal and at high school recruiting and, and the, the mess that that can be, um, if I would have told you you'd be second in the league and, and averaging nine made threes a game, would you have believed me if I told you that six months ago? Well, I would have hoped that that would have been the case that because that was a point of emphasis when we tried to put together this class. You know, look, after last season, you know, we knew, um, you know, where we were as a program and the changes and things that needed to be done. I didn't need anyone to tell me that. I knew it. Um, and we set about trying to do that. You know, I got my staff together uh, in March, um, really right after the season was over with, and we talked about, like, we need to have some wins. We need to have some wins from now until July. And that means we have to get in this portal. We have to do a good job. We have to evaluate. And, uh, and we got to get a little bit lucky, too. I mean, that's what happens in recruiting. And we were able to do that. Again, shooting was a point of emphasis. It was something that we were really looking you know, to add to our program. And fortunately for us, our guys have made some shots. You guys not only added shooting, but you you got old really fast and and seemed to have a. It, it wasn't necessarily maybe evident in those first couple games where where things didn't go well in the second half, but you, you've got this veteran leadership and poise from from Nelly and Greg Elliott and and Jamarius at the guard position. How valuable is that heading into league play? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge when you can add experience, especially experience in the backcourt. Um, I've always felt that you win with really good guards. I'm not saying that because I was a pretty good guard back in my day, but I just think that, you know, that you do guards have the ball. They're able to control the game. Um, and those guys provide us with experience at that position. A lot of experience at those positions. Talking to Jeff Capel on the Panthers insider coach Blake Henson was a guy, obviously he's had a circuitous college route 
he, he's he's been at two schools, which is not uncommon these days anymore. Um, <laughs> but but how different of a player is he for you? And and he's averaging seventeen and seven right now. Could you have foreseen that? And how how much of a fulcrum is he kind of for your offense right now? Yeah, you know that's something I didn't foresee. Um, we thought that he would be a good player for us, and we needed him to be a good player for us. But to you know, certainly the averages, the way he's shooting the ball from the three point line, that's something that you know we we did not know. I mean, he's very important for us on both sides of the ball, not just his production, Pat, but really probably more than anything, his spirit. He brings an unbelievable spirit every day to practice. And he's a young man that's grateful for the opportunity to play basketball. You know, when you haven't played for two years and, you know, the last year he really wasn't a part of a team, um, you know, sometimes you realize how much you take that for granted. And every day of practice, he's he's loud. He's got a great spirit, a great competitive spirit. He's an unbelievable teammate. Um, those are the things that have probably been more valuable, even more valuable than the production. Last one for you, Coach, and I'll let you go. I know you got kids running around. You got probably, <laughs> you got probably Santa's coming to the cable house. I know that. But you look at no Federico, Federico, and and speaking of things that you know, I, I remember you talking about. Fede and saying, you know, developmental guy, but gonna gonna give us help off the bench. Now he's starting for you, averaging six and five, and that's skewed because he's he's played a lot more lately. I think if you look at the last ten games split, he's probably closer to ten and eight. Um, what what have you seen from him um, and his ability, not only defensively but the energy he brings to your to your offense now with rim running? Yeah, same thing. I mean, he just I mean every day, man. Like he comes, he's excited to work. He's excited to, you know, about the process of trying to get better. He's not afraid of that process. He embraces it. Um, unbelievable attitude. He's gotten better and better. And he's a guy that, you know, we, we didn't get a chance to have him this summer. Um, he was one of the guys that could not be here for the second summer session. And so his growth really started at the beginning of September when we started. Um, and it's just continued. And every, I mean, really every week we feel like he gets better or something that, you know, he improves on. You mentioned his energy. He, he plays with incredible energy defensively with his ball screen coverages, protecting the rim for us. Um, and then offensively with his rim running, his stuff in a dunker spot, obviously offensive rebounds. Um, I mean, he's been huge for us, and we need him to continue to get better and better each week like he's done since he's been here. Well, Coach, obviously you, you guys have been on the road a lot this year, but you got a three-game homestand coming up. Starting next Friday with North Carolina, then Tuesday against Virginia, 9 p.m. tip. 4 p.m. tip the following Saturday against Clemson. Have a great holiday, man. Stay healthy, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right, Pat. Appreciate you, man. Happy holidays. Jeff Capel, Pitt men's basketball head coach. Three-game stretch here. The 30th, North Carolina, 12 noon tip at the Peterson Event Center. January 3rd, 9 p.m. tip Tuesday night against Virginia, who's a top-10 team in the country. And the Clemson Tigers come to town on January 7th for a 4 p.m. tip at the Pete. ACC play going to be getting into full swing. Go to PittsburghPanthers.com to get your tickets. Get to the Pete. Watch this team play. A lot of changes to the Peterson Event Center. I saw some new food outlets being put in there. Doing a great job updating an already great arena. And this team is on the upswing. So, like I said, my wish for the holiday season is to see the Pete back. So get there and support this program.
All right. Going to wrap up the show. Christmas Eve, Joel Nelson. What are the plans, Joel Nelson, for Christmas for you? Probably snag a nap here in the afternoon, watch a bunch of What time of did you get here today? Um, go see my family, attend uh, church service this yeah. evening. What time did you yeah. get here this morning? Were you here early this morning? You might. You don't need a nap, do you? Maybe a small nap. Small nap. <laughs> gotcha. Appreciate you, Joel, and making this show happen. Every week, 8 to 9 a.m. on the fan. We've been rocking and rolling since June, and it's been a blast. Panthers Insider, I think we're starting to get some traction. Try to bring great guests, great insight. We'll get more into hoops coverage. Obviously, next week I'll be coming off the trip to El Paso. We'll, we'll recap the bowl game. I'm excited for this bowl game. Obviously, we know the Panthers have some starters that are not playing. I think nine if you count the two deep. But watching practice this week, some guys that are going to get some PT that I'm excited about. And they, they've had a great preparation for this bowl game. And Nick Patty's looked awesome in practice. I mean, I'm excited about Nick going out there and slinging it for his last uh, his last time in the saddle. Fitting he does it in El Paso. Let's just hope he, he can, hope, hope he can stay healthy, man, and finish what he starts because he's, he's gotten off to great starts in, in the games that he's played. He's just unfortunately been uh, tripped up by an injury or two. And, and I thought last year in, in Atlanta for the Peach Bowl, that first drive, he was, he was stellar. His first couple drives until – until he ran for that touchdown. And I expect him to bring a fire and competitiveness spirit to this game. There's a finality to it. This is his last time playing. And I think he's going to lay it all on the line, lay it all out there. Haven't heard much from UCLA on on, on their roster and who's playing. Obviously, their uh, Charbonnet, their tailback, is a, is a pro prospect. Quarterback is a extremely mobile guy that, that has potential at multiple positions at the NFL, but certainly a quarterback. You know, they are a, they're an athletic team. Smaller on the defensive side, it'll be an interesting matchup in terms of how they play against Pitt and when they get into their, 11, their, their 12 and 21 personnel groupings. We'll have a full recap of the Sun Bowl next Saturday, taking your calls. Hope everybody has just a, an awesome Christmas, an awesome New Year. It's been a blast doing this show. We're going to kick the New Year off in the right way as well. We'll close out December, though. Next week, as always, on 93.7 The Fan. Thank you to PGT Trucking, Mac Discount, Beaver County Auto, Boss TV and Appliance. Have a wonderful Christmas, and hail to pit.